Chapter 2 of The Jay Bird Who Went Tame by John Breck. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. An evening party at the Thompson's house. Bang, smash, crash, splash. The thunder roared and the lightning went scattering and dodging across the sky as though it wanted a place of its own to hide and couldn't find one. Jake Jay woke up in the black dark and looked around. For a minute he couldn't think where he was. He could hear the wind howling, but the stick he perched on didn't move in it, and his feathers didn't ruffle. He could hear the rain pounding and not a single drop fell on him. He was perfectly comfortable, only he felt just a little scared and lonely, though he was still too sleepy to think why. Pretty soon he heard a whistle. Then he knew just where he was. That was Louie whistling to let Tad Coon know he had left some corn by the cellar door for him. I tell you, Chick was glad to know Louie was right there, almost beside him. He began to call and flutter his wings. There, there, Jaybird, said the little boy in his very nicest voice. I won't forget you. Are you ready to eat again? He rattled some seeds on the floor of Jake's cage. But Jake went on fluttering. It wasn't food he wanted. It was company. If he couldn't have Tad Coon, Tad was still eating the rat. Then Louis's nice warm finger was the next best thing. Louis didn't particularly like staying down there in the dark. It was nicer in the bright, warm kitchen. Besides, now he's told his father about Jake Jay, he thought maybe he'd like to see the handsome bird. Maybe he'd make friends like he did with Tad Coon. In about one minute, Jake was blinking in the light of the kitchen lamp. It was really very much like the lantern Louis had for his feast down by Dr. Muskrat's pond. Only there weren't nearly so many beetles flying around it. That was because the screen kept them out. But Jake didn't know about screens. He had to leave Louis's finger to catch that first beetle. I guess you couldn't see to eat down there in the dark, apologized the thoughtful boy. So he sprinkled some food on the table. Land o' love, what's that bird doing now? Jake looked up, but it was just Louis's mother talking, and he didn't mind her a bit. He went right on doing it. He wasn't swallowing his corn hole. He was neatly turning back its shiny jacket and picking the little sweetheart out of each kernel. I tell you, he was making a fine mess of that table.
but who cared? Not Louis or his mother. They thought he was too smart for anything. Peek, peck, peek. Every once in a while, he would give a shake of his head and scatter his little pile of grain so he could see the ones he hadn't peeked over yet. Louis and his mother were just giggling over his antics, but he didn't care. Puff. The kitchen door opened and let in a great gust of wind. It cocked Jake from behind. It spread out his tail like a turkey feather fan and sent him skating and sliding because the table was covered with slippery oilcloth and his claws wouldn't catch. But the door closed right away and the wind was shut out again. Louis's father had just come in. Jake wasn't scared. He was cross. He thought they'd played a joke on him. He balanced himself on his feet and then he gave a big shake to settle his feathers. He looked around very severely, as much as to say, don't you dare do that again. I won't stand it. Then he marched into a little shady corner on the windowsill behind the curtain and sulked. He sulked. That's exactly what he was doing. But nobody paid any attention to him at all which is the right way to treat anyone who does such a foolish thing. Louis's father sat down and opened up the evening paper. It made a fine crackling. Louis's mother stirred up some yeast. It smelled like mushrooms into the bread she was going to bake next morning. Then she began flowering the raisins she was going to put in it. Jake began to get so interested in what was going on, he forgot he was sulking. First, he peeked out from behind the curtain. Then, he clawed his way sidewise across the plate where the raisins were. Pretty soon, he made a dive with his sharp beak. He did it so quickly, she didn't see what he was up to. Fine, Jake liked that raisin, but he didn't like it quite so dusty. He picked up another one, but he didn't gulp it in such a hurry. He bounced it on the table to shake the flower of it again. Louis started to laugh. Shh, whispered his mother. Let's see what he's going to do next. And what do you think that was? He began stirring them away in his dark corner so he'd have some left for breakfast in the morning. He tucked a whole row of them into the crack of the window so neatly you could hardly see them. He began to find out that living with house folks is really great fun. All the time Jake was hiding the raisins Louis and his mother were most bursting with buttons laughing at him. Louis's father had picked up the paper while Jake was sulking, and he dashed off in his chair 
with the paper in front of him. All the time, Jake was stealing. When his wife thought Jake had enough for two birds, she whisked the plate away. He couldn't think where it had gone to, because she did it when his tail feathers were turned. So, he had to look for something else. He began trying experiments with the newspaper, pick-peck picking, to see if he couldn't get a taste of those little black specks. He didn't know it was printing, of course. He thought those nice even lines were cracks, and the little black specks were very neatly tacked in, so neatly it would be great fun to pick them out again. Pretty soon, he got excited and used his claws. The paper began tearing. That woke up Mr. Thompson. Slam went the paper on the table that sent Jake fluttering. But in a minute, he was back at it again, busier than ever. And when the big man saw him, he burst out laughing. And he didn't laugh very often. He laughed so hard, Jake scuttled back into his corner with his crest tacked down. But as soon as Mr. Thompson picked up his paper again, Jake began to cock his head. Oh, he thought, he's hiding too. He's hiding from me. Wasn't he just conceited? Out he sneaked. Pick, peck, pick. He tore off the whole corner that time. Then he got his claws in it and danced around like a cat on a sheet of flypaper. That man reached out his finger carefully as he could and held it down so Jake could untangle his feet. Jake misunderstood. You needn't be afraid, said he in his politest bird talk. I won't peck you. Mr. Thompson misunderstood too. He said, the nerve of that bird, he isn't a bit afraid of me. So, of course, from that very minute, they began to be friends. The first friend Louis' father ever had among the woods folk. I don't suppose you could guess who had the most fun that evening. It wasn't Jake, but he'd have insisted it was if anyone had asked him. Didn't he just have a lovely time? He found all sorts of interesting things. He rather wanted to hide some of them away, so he could play with them again. But there weren't so many good places to hide them. Take that little shiny cap, for instance. It reminded him very much of an acorn with the tap gone. You know what that was. It was a thimble. Too bad it's empty, he sighed. Now I wonder where house folk keep their acorns. They must have a hole for them. No jay could go housekeeping without one, but of course, he couldn't find it. He thought of burying his treasure in the earth beneath one of the geraniums in a row of pots on the window sill. Just then, 
he discovered the coffee pot. Louis' mother was measuring the coffee into it for the morning, so its lid was open. Jake was so pleased. He dropped his shiny acorn right in. Snap! Shut the tap. It wouldn't come out again. Didn't he just make an awful fuss? He hopped all around it. He sat on the handle and he tried to sit on the little round button on the lid, but his feet kept slipping off. He tried to pick down the spout or to reach his beak in. Finally, he got so cross, he gave the stubborn old thing a peck. It made such a teeny sound, he jumped away and perked up his crest at it. He'd just about decided that was a lost acorn when somebody got it out for him. Whoever do you think it was? It wasn't Louis, and it wasn't his mother. It was Mr. Thompson, and it wasn't just because he and Jake had made friends. It was because everything that foolish bird tried to do set the big man laughing, and then Jake would step and look very hard at him, as though he thought Louis's father were trying to talk to him. So, of course, he had to pay attention. That's manners in a boy or a bird. He let Jake pick a lead pencil into splinters to see what he could find, because that ignorant bird thought the lead was a wormhole. He let him peck the button out of a chair cushion just because it was fun to pull at. And when Jake came tumbling off the table to pull at the shiny tag on the end of his shoelace, you'd have thought he really believed he was being helped by that impudent bird. He grumbled a lot more than Louis when Louis's mother wound up the clock and made them all go to bed. End of chapter 2